Amen. But I do have a word that I want to share with you. I do have a word that I want to share with you to encourage the people of God. Amen. We're living in a day, we're living in a time now where I believe that the people of God need to be encouraged. It's one thing for us to say that the strong is going to survive and keep your faith in Jesus. All of that, all of that, all of that is true. Amen. But life has a way, amen, of, 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 of causing us to go through some things. And all of us at this present time, one way or another, are doing this pandemic. We are experiencing different things. Yes, we are saved. Amen. You just need to know that. Yes, we are saved. We're going to hold on to God. But that doesn't mean, amen, that we're not experiencing troubles and situations in our lives. And, and today I want to encourage, I want to encourage uh, somebody's heart, amen, from a very familiar, very familiar passage of scripture. Uh, however, today I want to see if the Lord will give us uh, some new revelation to bless your hearts in regards to our scripture text. St. Luke, the 19th chapter. St. Luke, the 19th chapter, beginning at verse number one. St. Luke, 19, beginning at verse <clears throat> number one. And I'm going to read down to verse number six today. You will find these words written there. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. I don't want y'all to miss that. And he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature, because he was little of stature. Verse four, and he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. For today, I must abide at thy house. Verse 6, and he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. I want to talk to you all just for a little while. For as the spirit leads from this subject matter, when life cuts, you down to size. When life cuts you down to size. I don't want you to miss it. I don't want you to miss it. When life cuts you down to size. Zacchaeus <laughs> was a wee little man and a wee little man was he. Anybody remember that song from Sunday school? Maybe some of y'all never forgot it now. 
I remember that song from Sunday school. That kids was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. Now today I'm going to spare you my singing of the rest of that song, but what I can't spare you is the fact that at some point we are all Zacchaeus. We little men and women. Regardless of how tall we are, at some point in our lives we have known what it is like to be short in stature. We have all been Zacchaeus. Maybe that is the reality for some of you today. Maybe you are short in stature. Now I need you to understand that to be short in stature is not always about one's physical height. It is also quality or status gained by growth development or achievement. Did you not know that it is also a spiritual condition that affects people of all ages, shapes, and sizes? Fact of the matter is, it is part of the human condition. All throughout the Bible, you will find individuals who felt short in stature. If you look over in the first chapter of the book of Habakkuk, in Habakkuk, the first chapter, verses one through four, you will find Habakkuk complaining of the iniquities of the land. Habakkuk must have been feeling short in stature when he cried out in verse number two, O Lord. How long shall I cry for help, but you will not listen? Or cry to you violence, and you will not save? He surely must have felt short in stature as he witnessed destruction and violence, justice that never prevails, and judgments that were perverted. And did you not know that Habakkuk's world does not seem all that distant or different from our own? Look at our world today and chances are you too will feel short in stature. Recall the times you have cried to God but felt unheard and you remember what it's like to be short in stature. You see, the psalmist even declared in Psalms 119 and 141, he says, I am small and of little account. Well, I'm just wondering, have you ever felt like that? Ever felt as if you were small and of little account? That is another aspect of what it's like to be short in stature. But in our text today, Luke the 19th chapter, verses one through six, Zacchaeus is described as a chief tax collector. 
And the Bible said that he was rich. And as such, he was an outcast to his own people. He had no standing in society. He was in cahoots with the Roman inhabitants. He preyed on his own people. He was looked down upon and despised by all. Others, no doubt, looked at him and began to thank God that they were not like him. He was, as St. Luke says, short in stature. So I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, what is your Zacchaeus story? When have you been Zacchaeus? How have you experienced being short in stature? Doesn't matter if you're 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. There still can come a time in your life when you feel short in stature. Guess what? It happens in all sorts of ways. Well, let me see if I can walk down somebody's street today. I ain't going to preach long. But I just kind of want to drive. Let me drive. Let me drive down somebody's street here today. Because has life ever cut you down to size? Have you ever felt small and insignificant, ignored and of little importance? Have you ever felt as if you, you, you just do not measure up? and that you're not enough? Do you sometimes feel as if you're always on the outside, never an insider? Listen, I don't want to talk to folk who've been glorified already and then gone to heaven and then come back. I'm not talking to holier-than-thou people today. I want to talk to some Zacchaeuses today. Ah, does it seem as if you cannot outgrow your past or the opinions of others. Are you constantly trying to prove yourself, not just to others, but also to yourself? Or even you're trying to prove yourself to the almighty God. Does it seem as if your life is not growing, maturing or deepening? and that your growth has become stunted. Do you ever wonder, I know you're saved, I know you're sanctified, and I know that you're filled with the Holy Ghost, but do you ever wonder if Jesus even notices you, if he knows who you are, if he even knows your name? Have you ever felt powerless and overwhelmed by the circumstances of your life? Does it seem sometimes as if your value, your worth, and your dignity have been defined by your past actions and choices? What you have done or even what you have left undone. Have you ever experienced being lost 
and unknown in the crowds of life. Have you ever felt as if you just were not up to what life was asking of you? Well, if I rang your doorbell today, and if you answered yes uh, to any of these or a thousand other things like them, then you probably know what it's like to be short in stature. You know what it is like to be Zacchaeus. Oh, I want you to know, uh, I know the times when I felt like Zacchaeus. Have, have anybody ever felt short in stature and really you just wanted to run away and escape your own life? Oh, you know things are bad when you want to Get away from your own self. Well, let me, let me, I'm just going to talk to some, I, I, I'm going to just talk to somebody here today. Because have you ever been there where you just wanted to get away from your own self? Ain't nobody bothered you. You're the only one in the house. You're the only one driving in the car. And here you are arguing with yourself. You just want to get away from yourself. I want to talk to you. Those are the kind of people Huh? that I want to talk to here today. Have you ever just felt like jumping out of this life right into another life? But you can't. But guess what? I come here to tell you, it is our life. And it is the only life that we have. And if Jesus is going to do anything new with us, then it has to start with our life as it is. I'm going to say that again. If Jesus don't do anything with us, we're, he's going to have to start with our lives just the way they are. Because to run away from, to ignore, or to try to escape our life as it is, it denies Jesus anything to work with. Did you not know that the, that the antidote, the solution, the answer, the cure to being short in stature is facing our lives and not running from it. And guess what? That's what Zacchaeus did in our text today. He refused to get lost in the crowd. He refuses to hide. He refuses to run away from who he is. Instead, watch what he does. He runs ahead of the crowd. And the Bible says he climbs a, a tree. Everyone could see what he was doing. But St. Luke says he did it so that he could see Jesus. I don't want you to miss that. He ran climbed into a sycamore tree. St. Luke says he did it because he wanted to see Jesus. But as I began to read this text, and as I began to meditate on this text, I, I just began to wonder a little bit. Pastor, what was you wondering? Well, I start wondering, what if, what if, what if, just what if? 
just what if he climbed that tree because he wanted to be seen by Jesus? I was just wondering, I'm just wondering, what if that was how he faced the truth and reality of his own life? What if he was not just climbing a tree, but was climbing the cross of being short in statue? What if Zacchaeus was offering all that he was and all that he had heard about Jesus? What if that was him just simply crying out, here I am, this is my life. Look at me, claim and recognize me too as a son of Abraham. Nobody else can stand me. Physically, I'm sort of statue. I'm a chief tax collector. I've ripped some folk off. Oh, but what if he would want Jesus to just look at him and say, this is my life. You know, when you come to Jesus, you got to come to Jesus with that attitude. Lord, here I am. This is my life. We used to sing a song, I came to Jesus just as I was. I was weary, wounded, and sad, but I found in him a resting place, and he has made me glad. What if Zacchaeus was crying out, here I am. This is my life. Look at me. Claim and recognize me too as a son of Abraham. And after all, that's exactly when you read the text. That's what Jesus did. Notice the text. That's exactly what Jesus did. Because the text says Jesus stopped. I mean, y'all know great things happen when Jesus stops. <laughs> the Bible said Jesus stopped. And what did he do? He looked up at Zacchaeus. Uh, once again, I cannot help but wonder if that might not have been the first time anyone had ever looked up to Zacchaeus. But the Bible said Jesus stopped and did what? He looked up to Zacchaeus. Jesus looked up to him with love and acceptance. Jesus looked up and invited himself into Zacchaeus's home and into his life. The reason Jesus did it was because Jesus saw more than just a chief tax collector. Jesus saw more than just a rich man. Jesus saw more than a man short in stature. He saw that, he saw what Zacchaeus could not see for himself. He saw one of his own. In the eyes of the crowd, Zacchaeus is a sinner. In his own eyes, he is a wee little man, a little man that is short in statue. But in the eyes of Jesus, hey, Zacchaeus is a son of Abraham. 
Ah, I don't want y'all to miss that. Zacchaeus was sought. He was seen. And he was saved. The lost one had been found. And you know what that is what I want when I am short in stature. Hey, don't you want that when you are feeling the load in which you are under? And when it just don't seem like things are going the way that you desire for them to go. Maybe you've been humiliated. Yeah, maybe you've been despised and used. But don't you want to be seen by Jesus himself? I want, I want, I want to see Jesus. But more than that, I want to be seen by Jesus. Even when I do not like or cannot, cannot accept what I see in myself. And I need y'all to understand, I need some transparent people here today. Yeah, I know you want everybody to think that you have it going on. And I know you want folks to think you're on the mountaintop 24 hours a day and seven days a week. But I need some transparent folks that look in the mirror every now and then. Hey, my car. And you see something much different than what you, my God, send out to the world. Yeah, they see you with your hair done. They see you when you attach that bun on the back of your head. They see us when we put that belt on to make our stomach flatter. Y'all ain't got to talk back here to me. They see, my God, all the things that we do in life to present ourselves. But what happens when it ain't nobody in the room but us? Hey, come on, come on here. I just want to talk for a few more minutes. What happens when we take all of it off? What happens when we leave more on the dresser? Oh, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. But what happens when we look in the mirror and we see the real us? Hey, I want you to know something, saints. I want Jesus to see the real Gary. Even though the real Gary don't like what he even see in himself. Yeah, but I want Jesus. Is there anybody that wants Jesus to see the real thing? The real individual? That's the only way that God can do anything in our lives. Is we have to allow him Hey, to see the real us. Stop being hard on yourself. Can I help somebody? <laughs> Stop being so hard on yourself. Hey, I'm going to say it again. Stop being so hard on yourself. Because I got good news for you. Jesus can see what you cannot see in yourself. Hallelujah. I'm going to say it again. Jesus can see what you cannot see in yourself. Yes, I want to be recognized and I want to be called by name by the God who created me. I want to be reminded that I am more than what I have become. Can I have somebody here today doing these trying times? Hey, we gonna all get through it. Don't worry about it. And I know it's a struggle for some of us but I stop back here to let you know, according to our text, eh, we are more eh, than what we have already become. 
I want you to know that despite what has become of your life, hey, we are children of Abraham. Is there anybody that's listening to me that wants Jesus to call them out of their tree, off the cross of being short in statue into a new life? Hey, that's what Zacchaeus wanted. I'm almost finished, but that's what Zacchaeus wanted. Yeah, can I tell y'all something? This is our day. I said, this is our day. Because that's the promise that today's text holds for each and every one of us. That whatever it is that has made you short in stature and have caused you to run up the tree. Somebody said, I ain't ran up no tree. I stopped by here to tell you, yes, you did. Somebody, you run up the tree of depression, the tree of hopelessness, the tree of unhappiness, the tree of misery, the tree of despair, the tree of insecurity, the tree of anxiety. How about the tree that you're planting in your own backyard and climb? The tree of the lack of confidence. What about the tree of self-doubt? What about the tree of loneliness and seclusion? What about the tree that you've climbed? The wall is me tree. Well, I need y'all to understand. Those are the trees where Jesus stops and he looks up with love and acceptance. And guess what he's doing today? He calls you back down into a new life. Yeah, it's so easy. It's so easy to hear the name Zacchaeus and think only of the wee little man and to see the ways we become short in statue. But I want to tell you something else. Yeah, did you not know? What the name Zacchaeus means, I think this is very important. The name Zacchaeus, it means pure. It means clean. It means innocent. I don't want you to miss it. That's why I can declare here today, I look better in my future than I look right now. His name, don't miss it. It meant pure. It meant clean. It meant innocent. Yet he was a tax collector. Yet he was stealing money from people. Yet the people hated him. And they despised him. But what did his name mean? It meant clean, pure, and innocent. And that is the greater truth. That is what Jesus saw in Zacchaeus. He didn't see that he was a crook. He didn't see that he was a liar. Hey, come on here. But Jesus saw he was pure, clean, and innocent. And it is what he sees in you and me. Even when we don't see it in ourselves, or even when we don't see it in other people. Guess what? He looks up. And he calls us back to our truest selves. 
And so can I encourage somebody? Don't let a moment define your entire life. I'm going to say it again and I'm almost finished. I'm going to let y'all go early. Don't let a moment define your entire life. Don't let a divorce define your entire life. Don't let a mistake define your entire life. Don't even let a death define your entire life. Grieve, but don't grieve as those that have no hope. Don't let a death define your entire life. Zacchaeus, Jesus says, you got to come down. And the same thing that he said to Zacchaeus, I hear the Lord saying to us, you got to come down. And guess what? You got to come down right now. The Bible says that when he told Zacchaeus to come down, one day of the text says, Zacchaeus made haste. Somebody write in the chat, I've got to make haste. Zacchaeus didn't hang up in the tree trying to debate nor decipher what Jesus was trying to say. But the Bible said he made haste and he came down. Hey, I got news for somebody. And this might not be for everybody, but this is not your place. Where you are right now, that's not your place. I need somebody to know something. Hey, that is not who you are. I'm, I'm going to say that's not who you are. Hallelujah. But Jesus is saying today, I'm stopping and I'm looking up your tree and I'm telling you right now, come on down. It's up to you whether you stay in the tree. But Jesus is saying, come on down. Why do you want me to come down, Jesus? Glory. I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody get ready to get a miracle right now. I feel it. Why do you want me to come down, Jesus? Jesus said, because I'm going to your house today. I dare you. I dare you to write in the chat, Jesus is coming by my house today. Yeah. I said, Jesus, he's on his way, somebody. He's on his way to your house right now. And what I like about him is, is my God, he's omnipresent. In other words, he's everywhere. He could be on Alexandra. My God. He could be on Citrus. He could be on Benita Road. Whatever street you live on. Guess what? He can be at my house. He can be at your house at the same time. I stopped by here to tell somebody. Jesus is on his way to your house. And guess when he's coming? Hey. He's coming today. And when Jesus comes, hey, Satan's chains are broken. When Jesus comes, everything that hinders got to go. Jesus is coming by somebody's house. 
anybody gonna welcome him? Anybody gonna welcome? Hey, hallelujah. He might not knock. Don't worry about it. Don't worry if your doorbell don't work. Hey, don't look at him on the cameras. Come on here, somebody. But he's on his way. He's on his way to your house. Jesus says, I gotta go. <laughs> when Jesus says, come down out of your tree. He said, and the reason you can come down off your tree, he said, because I hung on the tree. <laughs> so that you can come down out of your tree. Don't miss it. Jesus said, I hung on the tree so that you can come down out of your tree. Because on a hill called Calvary, yeah, my God, there was an old rugged cross. And my testimony is at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light. And the burden of my heart, it was rolled away. It was there by faith. Hey, I got to stop. Because somebody, you got to come down by faith. You don't see it. You don't feel it. But I dare you to come down by faith. Because it was there by faith that I received my sight. In other words, I got a clearer vision of my life. And now I am happy all the day. Where you are right now is not where you're going to stay. God said, come on down. Come on down. Make haste. Don't wait. Don't procrastinate. Hey, this is your hour. This is your day. And guess what, St. Luke? You're the next contestant. Oh, this is my life. Hey, somebody said, Pastor, I don't want nobody to know nothing about my life. I ain't talking about your personal life, but I'm talking about the life that Paul talked about in the third chapter of the book of Colossians when he said, set your affections on things above and not on things of this earth. And then in verse number three, and I'm finished, listen what he says. He says, for ye are dead. In other words, you're dead to the things of this world. And then he said, and your life, hey, your life is hid with Christ in God. Pick yourself up. Dry your eyes. Stop moping and pumping around here. Your life is hid in Christ. And then he says, when Christ, who is our life? My God, I feel like dancing. Hey, Christ, who is our life? He shall appear. Then shall ye also appear with him in glory. So in other words, Paul is saying, this ain't even your life. <laughs> Some of y'all trying to live it like it's your life. Well, I got good news for you. When life cuts you down, how many of y'all know Jesus? He'll lift you back up. Jesus is the lifter of our heads. Yeah, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift him up the everlasting doors. 
King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? <laughs> the Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift him up the everlasting doors. The King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? He's the Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Come down. Come down. Come down out of your tree. Make haste. Make haste. Somebody said, how am I going to get down? Somebody said the rope that I climbed up, I cut the rope to make sure I didn't come down. Well, jump. Y'all ain't going to help me. <laughs> if you got to jump down, Jesus said, come down. That means if you jump, he's going to catch you. But all I know, Jesus says, come on down out of your tree. And I don't know what your tree is today, but you need to come down. Make haste. Come down out of that tree. Because Jesus says, I'm coming to your house today. Look what happened. Oh, I love the Bible. My God, I'm finished. I'm finished. I'm finished. But I got to show you one more thing that happened. Let me go to the text here. Let me show you one more thing that happened. One more thing that happened. He went to his house. And notice what he says in verse 9. Jesus said unto him, this day is salvation. Come to your house. Huh. Watch this. Watch this. Somebody going to miss it, but watch it. You thought that you climbed the tree for yourself. <laughs> I don't want y'all to miss it. It's right here in this text. You thought you climbed the tree, Zacchaeus, for yourself. But not only am I going to deal with you, I'm going to deal with your whole house. But in order for me to deal with your house, I need you to come down. <laughs> I, I, I ain't talking about the folk in your house. I'm not dealing with them. And while we're waiting on folk in our house to do certain things, God is saying, don't worry about that. You come down out of your tree. Jesus come to your house and he gonna take care of everything that's in the house. Hey, somebody, you ought to put those hands together and bless God if you believe the word of God. You ought to bless God, believe the word of God. God said, I'll take care of everything in your house. Uh, let me stop. Because I'll take it one step further. Not only will God take care of everything in your house, God will take care of everything related. <laughs> God will take care of everything related to the house. Everything related to the house. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. God said, I'll take care of everything that's related to the house. Zacchaeus, come on down. Make haste. Life has cut you short. Zacchaeus was already short physically. That's why he had to run and get in the tree. But not only was he cut short 
physically, but also in society, he was cut short. But guess what? Jesus fixed that. Jesus said, you climbed the tree to see me. So you think. Really, you climbed that tree so I could see you. Now the good news is this. He's already seen y'all. Now he done seen you. He done seen you. He has stopped. He has said, come down now. It's up to you if you choose to stay in your tree. Come on here, somebody. He said, come down. I'm going to your house. He could have fed him in the tree, but he said, I'm coming to your house. <laughs> so I need you to come down. I'm going to be guest at your house. Every eye closed, every head bowed. I'm not finished, but I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. Yeah, Zacchaeus may have been <laughs> a wee little man, but the wee little man had an encounter with Jesus. And not only did it save him, but it saved his entire house. And God wanted me to tell somebody. This message might not have been for everybody, but he wanted me to tell somebody that he knows you by your name. And don't let where you're at now define your entire life. Because eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, Neither have it appeared unto the hearts of men what good things God has in store for them that love him. You haven't seen nothing yet. And so when life cuts you down to size, don't worry about it. Jesus says, I know exactly who you are. Even when we don't know ourselves, even when we become confused and baffled and mixed up, Jesus said, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I know who you are. The devil tried to convince some of y'all you can lose your mind, but somebody ought to shout, the devil is a liar. I've been transformed by the renewing of my mind. And as long as I'm transformed by the renewing of my mind, devil, I'm not going to lose my mind because Jesus knows all about me. With your eyes closed, with your head bowed, somebody, you're coming out of your tree. Come on out your tree. Get ready to receive Jesus into your house. Get ready to receive him into your house. Make up in your mind, I'm jumping. My God, that's how bad I got to get out of it. Out of the tree of hopelessness, unhappiness, tired of being in that tree. Tree of misery, tree of despair, tree of lack of confidence, self-doubt. I'm jumping right now out of that tree. The reason I got to come out of that tree, because I got to get home. Because Jesus is on his way to my house. I know you're sitting at home, but I want you to just get it in your spirit. I want you to get it in your spirit that I got to get home. Some of you all are at home, but you're not even home. Y'all ain't listening here to me. 
Some of y'all are sitting at home, but you're, really your mind is in other places. Your spirit is in other places. You're home and you're not even at home. You're there physically, but you're really not at home. God said, I come to fix all of that. I need to get you home. I need to get you home. I need you to recognize this is home. This is home. This is home. And Jesus is on his way to my house. Oh, I need to help somebody. Don't clean up. Don't clean up. Don't cook him no meal. Don't be talking about, oh, I wonder what Jesus wants to eat for dinner. He ain't hungry. Hallelujah. Don't clean up. He would have come to your house just the way it is. I'm trying to close, but the Holy Ghost say, he don't want you hiding nothing. Putting it under the couch, pouring it out from the refrigerator in the sink. He want to see those wine bottles. Y'all ain't going to help me here. Yeah, glory be to God. He want to see those cigarettes. Don't throw them out. He want to see them. In order for him to help you, he's got to see them. He ain't going to smoke them and he ain't going to drink it. But he got to, you got to deal. He has to deal with us right where we are without hiding and sneaking. Open up your doors to the house and let Jesus in. Don't check his temperature. He can come without a mask today. Don't make him put on no gloves. Yeah, he want to come into your house. He want to meet you right where you at. Right where you at. Now God meet us right where we at. Meet us right where we at. You know all about us. We hide absolutely nothing from you because we can't hide. Oh, somebody on here, you're tired of hiding it. You're tired of hiding it. God, we hide nothing from you. Just as we are, God, we come to thee. We welcome you into our homes. We welcome you into our homes. We welcome you into our homes. God, we're coming out of the tree now. We're getting ready to come out. We're out. We're coming out of the tree, leaning and depending on you every step of the way. Our hope is in you, God. You come that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Give us that abundant life, God. Help us to live within that abundant life that you promised to us. Let us know that life does not consist of the abundance of things and the way that we've been going about it. That's not life. God, help us to trust you and depend on your great name. Now, God, I share with your people what you placed on my heart to share. And you have declared that your word will not go forth void, but it will accomplish what you set out to accomplish. And God, we say yay, and we say amen. God bless you. There may be somebody that don't know Jesus Christ as their personal savior and you've been listening. Life has cut you completely down to size. You don't know which way to go. You don't know which way to turn. I have the answer for you. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. 
He stands with outstretched hands saying, come on, come on. Come without money, come without price. Come just the way you are. Don't clean yourself up first because if you had the power to clean yourself up, you wouldn't need him. He says, you come just the way you are. All you have to do is just admit that you're a sinner. Hey, acknowledge him as Lord. Believe he's the son of God, that he died, they buried him, and he rose on the third day. And see, confess your sins to the Lord, and he's faithful. And he's just to forgive us of all unrighteousness. You could be the person that's watching. You could be the person on Zoom. You could be the person that's on Facebook. You could be the person on YouTube, whoever you are. You may say, the life of sin too long I've roamed. God, it's time for me to come home. I want you. I want you. I want you. Go to our webpage. Go to our webpage. Greater St. Luke, C-O-G-I-C dot com. And I want you to send us an email. We want to personally talk with you. We want to personally lead you to Christ Jesus. Give you the steps. We want to personally accept you into the kingdom of God, not church membership. There's a difference in church membership and the kingdom of God. I'm not trying to be nobody's Facebook pastor. I want I want everybody to be welcome into the kingdom of God. Go to the website. Go to the website. And it's preacher, just put it in the comments, preacher. I accepted Jesus Christ. You may need prayer for something else. Put it in there. We want to personally pray for you. During these times, during these days that we're living in, we all need prayer. We all need the help of the Lord. Put it in there. Somebody, you may have a prayer request that's on Zoom. Put it in the chat. Put it in the chat. Put it in the chat. If we don't pray that, if we don't pray while we're on Zoom, you better believe. We're going to pray for your prayer requests. Where two or three touch and agree upon the same thing. He said, I'll be in the midst. Put it in the chat. Put it in the chat. Pastor will get the chat. We want to pray with you. And we want to pray for you. That when life has cut us down to size, we know God is right there. And he's going to meet us at our house. <laughs> in other words, he just say, go home. That's what he say, go home. <laughs> just go home. Just go home. Just go home. I'm going to meet you at your house. All right, God bless you all. May heaven <clears throat> shine on you. I thought I was going to be short. Well, I, I tried. I thought I was going to be. Amen. I thought I was going to be. I tried. God's good. I trust and pray that, uh, uh, trust and pray that, um, You've been blessed by the word of God and that you would be obedient to the word of God. Come out your tree, go home and watch and see what God will do for you. Amen. Amen.